What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Professional Athlete Podcast. This week, we are doing something a little bit different. My lovely wife, Sonia, who also happens to be my co-host, are talking about looking at fitness through a different lens. Now, what I don't mean is using fitness as a means to keep your blood pressure low or keeping away that unsightly belly fat. I mean looking at fitness as a means and critical part of your survival. Now, I recognize a lot of you are probably on the way to work. You're probably gardening. You're probably coming and listening to this episode as a means of killing some time and unwinding. So uh, just to be forewarned, I I take the, the lid off a little bit and show a little bit of my crazy But I've done a lot of reflecting over this last year, and while I absolutely love learning about the ways that we can improve sleep, nutrition, get stronger, faster, what are the cutting-edge techniques, I love all that stuff. But there's also something I think about a lot, and that is just the fact that we need to be reliant on ourselves, and our physical strength and fitness is a huge part of that. And I got to be honest, I talk to a lot of folks, and I, I just am concerned that people have gotten out of touch with like the real physical need to be able to protect yourself. So we're going to talk about that today. By no means am I saying that we need to transition to some sort of Spartan society, but hopefully you can take this perspective and maybe it'll act as a motivator to get yourself back to a place where you are physically fit because I think it matters. And I also do recognize that I'm a bit of a crazy person in some respects. So I hope you enjoy it. With that said, folks, thank you, thank you, thank you, as always, to everyone who listens. Like I said last week, I know we took a little bit of time off, but I'm committed to you that we're going to be back to our regular cadence, and we are in the process of adding to the team to make sure that we not only bring you episodes every week, but potentially bring them to you at a greater frequency. So that's going to be coming this summer. I've had a tremendous response to the show, so we're going to keep it growing. And man, I'm excited to keep bringing you these fantastic guests. So, man, let's cut to the chase. All right, folks, without further ado, let's welcome in my lovely wife, Sonia. Maybe a good place to start today. No, oh, I can't wait. Talk to me about your water. And I wish we did have the video actually, because huh. you have a new contraption. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I've got like some jingles on it. It's making it really loud. It's 128 ounces mm-hmm. in a ombre teal and pink bottle. Now, for the people uh, who aren't particularly familiar with fluid ounces, how big would you say this water bottle is? Isn't it a gallon? It's a gallon? I have no idea. I think it's actually. more than a gallon. That looks like more than a gallon to me. It looks like more than a gallon, but I thought 128 ounces was a gallon. I would say it's comically big. Like it mm-hmm. looks like something that would be pulled out in a Gallagher sketch. Yes. Do you know who Gallagher is? No, They're, I was just really? with you. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember the guy who smashed watermelons? Um. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big in the 70s and 80s. Right, because um, it looks like a watermelon because it's pink and teal? I was actually born in the late eighties. So why I know about Gallagher is actually a great question. Uh, it's massive. Yeah. Now here's, here was my question. I actually appreciate that you're trying to drink more water. Oh man. I, so also it's 
marked mm-hmm. with um, some inspirational little, like <laughs> starts at 7 a.m. and it says, good morning, 9 a.m., hydrate yourself, 11 a.m., remember your goal, 1 p.m., keep chugging, 3 p.m., feeling awesome, <laughs> 5 p.m., don't give up, 7 p.m., almost finished, 9 p.m., you did it. And then, but Do, like does right that now. Help? Does that help you? Yeah, it actually does help me a lot. But I, I know I'm behind today because I've just been really busy this morning or today. What time is it now? It's like 2.15. Yeah. I'm only at 11 a.m., oh. which is not great. So I'm going to, I'll be sipping while we are chatting. So, oh, you drive me so crazy. <laughs> this thing is obnoxiously big. And I will say, I assume this was going to be one of your like impulse Amazon purchases that gets used for a day or two and never sees the light of day. I've been using it for weeks. This thing's been around for weeks. Yeah. And you're also bringing it outside the house. Yeah. It's going with me on my errands. (laughs) So I also got one for my parents each. Yeah. And my mom has also been bringing hers around and drinking it. And my dad is like, I look like an idiot carrying that around. I'm not drinking out of it. No. (laughs) He keeps it on his tractor. So when he's like um, plowing the fields, he drinks it then. Okay. See, I respect that. And it is nice to have a lot of water around, but do you feel like this is actually, are you noticing a difference? My dad's a farmer. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Is the water, the giant oversized jug helping you? Do you feel better? Yeah, I feel great. And I feel like my skin looks good. Your skin does look great. Thank you. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Well, as you, as you try and get to uh, two 30 on your giant timekeeping jug, (laughs) I want to do something a little different today. Yeah. Um, And this is a topic that you and I have been talking about a lot lately. And because of that, I actually thought it might be fun to kind of just have this conversation live. Yeah. So a lot of times the conversations I have, friends, people I meet, um, strangers who who offer way too much information about their personal lives Mm -hmm. to me, um, they always want to know, you know, like, hey, what are you doing to work out? how do you keep yourself motivated? Like, how are you doing this on a consistent basis? Like I just, I set a goal for myself and I can never keep it. Um, and I've never really struggled with the motivation to work out, but over the course of the pandemic, it kind of took away a lot of the external motivators that I didn't realize I really relied on. Mm -hmm. Right. Like when I started this podcast, I was doing that decathlon. And so for me, like there was a tangible goal that I was training for. I I had goals in terms of, you know, what I could lift, how fast I could run. And so because of that, I was excited to go learn about all these different ways Mm -hmm. to get better at those events. Yeah. Well, that's like like there's always been a goal. Like there was sports until the end of college. Right. Exactly. Then there was like keeping it tight for the ladies. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. And then there was keeping it tight for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the decathlon and yeah. Well, and, you know, and I mean, even in periods, like there was a period after college where I was like, ah, like, what am I, what do I do? I yeah. just trained my whole life to play football. That's over. Yeah. It's like, what do I go into the gym to do? And you're just kind of on autopilot. Yeah. Um, and I would say like, for me, working out has become so ingrained that it, it it's kind of like such this water bottle is going to be the end of this podcast. It's kind of such a deep habit that like, I don't even have to think about it. I'm sorry. There's no <laughs> casual way to drink. Out. No, I know. Yeah. We'll take a picture. Cause it's the most obnoxious water bottle I've ever seen. It's, it's almost We're such an ingrained pipe. habit that like, if I don't do it, I feel terrible Yeah, or I don't feel awake. Right. So yeah. that's carried me through. 
but over the pandemic, I was kind of like, well, what am I doing? Like, what am I really training for? You know, I've just, I, I started to kind of feel the way I think a lot of people feel. Um, and it kind of just made me think, you know, like why, why do we lose motivation or maybe more importantly, like, why do we really need strength training? Why do we need to maintain a high level of fitness? Um, mm-hmm. and so you and I've been going back and forth on this a little bit and I thought it'd be kind of an interesting conversation to have, but before I dive into my thoughts, I mean, for you, you know, you weren't doing the decathlon the last few years. Like what, what is like your motivator been? <sighs> Clothing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's totally fair. New outfits that I, that I want to look good in. <laughs> well, and you look great. And you. Much appreciated. Course. Yeah. But like, but yeah, like, but like, you know, social events where I was wearing a specific outfit where I wanted to like look a certain way in the outfit. That's a really good point. Cause like if you have a wedding coming up in a month, in a way, like that really kind of is like your version of whatever my decathlon in three months. Is it though? <laughs> no, but it, like, hear me out. It's like a time, you know, it's like, look, by this time I want to be in this shape. So yeah. it's a motivator. Also, I just like looking, I like looking good. Yeah. I appreciate that too. And, and I, I do th- as well. And I think it's like a good example to set for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Especially our daughter. Well, it's a lot, it's a lot like easier. Achieving to, it through a healthy way. Yeah. It's a lot easier to keep the, uh, the marriage spicy when you're both rocking hard bodies. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, a lot of people turned off right there. Gross. But here's the thing. I'm a crazy person and I feel like you know this mm-hmm. and you appreciate my particular brand of crazy. I don't know if I let this come across on the podcast very often. <laughs> but like for me, I think it goes a lot deeper than that. And uh-huh. I think this is why I get frustrated with people who do not prioritize their health and fitness. Um, I think in actuality, like your fitness, like the way I think about it, it is like a means of survival. Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay, we have three kids. I have you to protect. Like I'm responsible mm-hmm. for more people than myself. Like in addition mm-hmm. to whatever like sports goal I have, like something that's in the back of my mind is like, I need to be able to physically protect these people. Yeah. Right? Right. Whether like any kind of threat that could be an attacker. Um, It could be a A wild animal, (laughs) a wild animal or like the need to get myself or someone else out of like a life threatening situation. Yeah. Like I honestly, I go down and train with the intention of like, I need to maintain a certain level of like strength and fitness. Yeah. And I just feel like the more I think about it, like that is something that I would say more broadly, maybe I'm painting people in a corner and that's not fair, but I feel like most, a lot of people don't even think about it that way anymore. Oh my God, I'm sure there's a very, very small amount of people that do. Well, and my thought is like, we have just, everything is handed to us. Mm -hmm. Everything is at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just kind of like bred so much complacency. And I get it. Like I'm guilty of it too. Like, yeah. Things are just so easy. Yeah, um, I'm I'm super guilty of it because I have you. Well, <laughs> it's like, like I like it's it's funny like because you think like this, and that was apparent when you were upset that I couldn't do a pull up <laughs> because you were like, how are you? How will you save yourself? Right. You know, and I I never thought of that. I was like, I don't know, adrenaline. <laughs> And that could be true. There's a lot to be said for adrenaline. There's a lot to be said for your body and, you know, fight or flight, like an extreme situation. You can tap yeah. into strength that you didn't have. Um, but no, I think about that. I don't know. I don't know if it's more than I should, but definitely more than most. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but pull-ups, a perfect example, right? In yeah. my mind, it's like, yeah, like that might be a fun goal. But the reality is like, God forbid, there could come a time where you or anyone finds themselves in a situation where they need to be able to lift themselves out of something. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that strength, you're going to die. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so some, scary. That's some morbid. I know. I'm going to go back in my pool. <laughs> yeah. Go to your pool. But no, I just, I feel like this is important, right? It's like, and I guess maybe where I'm going with this is if people are looking for an external motivator, let me lay out my case for why like your life, it it literally could be a matter of life and death and why that alone should be a motivator to Uh take care of yourself. Okay. Okay. Hear me out. Um, (laughs) I think oftentimes we just assume someone else in society is going to be able to step in and help. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, Oh, if I get in a bad situation, someone comes to rob the house or whatever I get, I get in an altercation, like the police are going to come to break it up. Yeah. My mind, I'm always thinking, how long does it take for the police to get there? Right. Five minutes, 10 minutes. That's plenty of time for shit to go really wrong. Yeah. Right. Fire breaks out in your house and you have someone who's immobile or someone who's passed out. You want to be strong enough to like get them out of that room. If you're not like, there's a huge cost. Yeah. Is this getting too dark too soon? Oh, no, I was just, oh, <laughs> I was just thinking, how would I get you out? Yeah. Have you passed out? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You and I, we'll do some, we'll do some body pulls. Ooh, maybe uh, we'll, oh, we'll get some sandbags and we'll get you trained up. That'd be fun. <laughs> I bet I could pull you on hardwood. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Well, yeah. A good slick surface. If you were wearing clothes. How would you pull me actually? What would be your approach? <laughs> You'd go feet first. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, I go by the arms, right? Under the under the armpits. I think you're gonna want two good hooks under the armpits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the event that I'm incapacitated. Um but no, it just it, it boggles my mind, you know, and I, I would say like we hang around with people who are generally pretty fit. Like I'm not worried about them. Yeah. But I know a lot of people who it's like have no intention to lift a weight or have no intention. Maybe it doesn't even need about weight about like improving their strength. Yeah. And I'm always just like, man, like people have forgotten that we're animals. <laughs> and that also means that people are unpredictable. Yeah. So in addition to the millions of just uh, terrible situations you could find yourself in, like, yeah, got to be able to protect yourself from other people. I know. So. And animals. And animal, I mean, legitimately, no, like, yeah, yeah especially where we live. Yeah. I mean, we might be okay. There's it's bears mo- here. It's and mostly deer. <laughs> there's like these half wolf coyote things. Yeah. And they, they came up right to the back of the house. Yeah. Yeah. No, but. But here, yeah, people mainly. Okay. There's some bad people out there. There's some bad people out there. I'll circle back to this because I don't want to completely bum everybody out. So let me jump to an even better example. Okay. About your brother, Joey. So your family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge into horses. Your brother, incredibly capable person, very strong. I, I would say um, among like, you know, just walking around, he's probably one of the strongest, tr- stronger people just walking around, right? Yeah. Very, sure. very good shape, young. Um, actually, I'll let you tell the story. What, what happened? You, you tell the story about what happened to him at the barn Which with barn? Teddy. Remember this? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they were. Spot. <clears throat> so my parents have thoroughbred racehorses and I think they were tacking a horse up. I'm not sure what they were doing, but my brother was in there. And tacking being. Oh, like getting the horse ready to work. Yeah, yeah. But 
so my brother was in there with the horse and the horse reared up mm-hmm. and fell over on top of Joey mm-hmm. and was like crushing Joey. How, how killed, old was Joey? I mean, Joey's early 20s? Joey was probably not even 20. He was probably so he was like, like 19. 18, 19. Yeah. But yeah, so Joey, Joey's like a big guy. The horse was crushing right. a him. A wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't get himself out. There's no way. It's like a- How, how much do you think a horse actually weighs? I was thinking about it. I should have looked it up. Oh, I'm not, I, don't, I don't know exactly. Yeah, I'll look it up. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put in this. And they're massive. And these they're are big horses. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so then there is the exercise guy there who's a close family friend, Teddy, went over and like pushed the horse off of Joey. And he's like an ex- like he's like a jockey sized guy. He's like probably five, five, maybe. Right. Also very strong. Pounds. Also incredibly strong. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a bit shorter. Yeah. But he's fit. He's how old is Teddy? He's in his 60s. 60s. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he's, you know, he's built better than most 30 year olds, I would say. Yeah. But he saved his life. Saved his life. Why? Adrenaline. Adrenaline. But he was able to actually push the horse off. Him. Oh, yeah. Because he's in great shape. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, but he's been, yeah, he's been right. He's incredibly strong, but he's been riding since he was a kid. But that's what I mean, and right? Stuff, like, yeah. if there was someone else in there with him who was not in such great shape, I mean, who yeah. knows how that might have ended? Know. You know what I mean? Like, I just, it, it bothers me that I feel like, like, I love talking about like, hey, how do we get faster? How do we improve our vertical jump? Like, I'm as interested in that as anybody. But I'm also like, people kind of need to wake up and realize like, things have gotten so easy, so digital, um, like this gig economy where you can hire anyone to come do anything at a moment's notice. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of feel like it, someone needs to tell people like, hey, look, like. I know we have a friend who hired someone to come make his baby's crib because he's like, yeah, you're not, you know? <laughs> We're going to find out if he actually listens to the show because he's going to be like, what the hell? Like, come <laughs> no, on, No, but like people just don't know how to do stuff anymore. That's true. Yeah. And I'm guilty of it too. Like, I mean, you know, I'm, I would be ashamed to say some of the stuff that I've asked for help for in the past. Yeah. Um, But that's just the way my mind works. I'm like, man, we need to be able to actually take care of ourselves because like mm-hmm. all of that could break down at every given, given moment or you might find yourself in a situation where that help can't get there quick enough, mm-hmm. right? Here's a good example. And this one hits very close to home, like CPR training. I bet if we polled, you know, a hundred people walking down the street, like, hey, do you think it'd be a good idea to know how to do CPR? People would be like, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Of course. Like if a loved one's in danger, I want to be able to save them. I would then imagine though, that the percentage of people who've actually taken the time to learn CPR is far less. Yeah, I bet it's like 5% or less. But I mean, you know, we had a good friend whose kid, and thank God they're okay, right? Mm-hmm. Drowned. And because the mother had just taken the CPR class, like save that baby's life. Yeah. And it was before medic paramedics could get there. Yeah. Like, I, I guess maybe I've alluded on some of these past shows that like I'm always thinking about the downside. Like, I'm not someone who's like debilitated by it. Mm-hmm. But I'm constantly just like, hey, it's just as possible that shit could go wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like, we need to prepare for that. Yeah. A great quote. And I wonder if I said this already. You're, you're a doomsday guy. <laughs> People are like, what is in this guy's basement? How many cans of beans, purified water? <laughs> How many sacks does he have to collect his own urine? Um, I don't have any of that. Uh, actually, though, now that I say it. 
We have a water purifier. Though. We do have a water purifier, though. Thank goodness. For the creek. <laughs> but no, but my summer school Spanish teacher in college told mm-hmm. me, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Mm-hmm. Here's a note. It's the people who will say like, oh, we don't lock our front door. I've been here 10 years. I've never been broken into once. Yeah. It's like, well, that's great. But do you realize you actually lock your door for the one time they do in the future? Like, yeah, just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't change like the risk profile or the likelihood that it could happen. Yeah, that's so true. It drives me nuts. It's like, oh, well, you know what? Like we play softball out in the lightning. because I mean, nothing's ever happened. It's like, yeah, but you're increasing the likelihood that something could go wrong. You know what? I say that Did example I you- because I just got done playing softball and people were talking talking about playing the lightning. Oh, yeah. So there was lightning a couple of days ago and one of my parents' friends' houses got struck and they didn't have a lightning rod and they, it was like, there's so much damage to the house. But I'm oh, also yeah. saying this because from where I'm sitting right now, I can see the lightning rod out on our barn mm-hmm. and we need we need one on our house. Yeah. Because oh, our house on our house? Hi- yeah, our house is higher. Uh, oh, damn. That's a good question. Okay. No, we do. We don't have one. No. I thought we did. I don't think so. You Okay. Well, you might be right. We got we to gotta tend to that. Yeah. <laughs> Side note. Um, Some good messages about that later. Yeah. Actually, us. now that I think about it, we might be okay since there's one on the barn, but I, I will ask somebody. It's the highest point in the house. No, I know, understand, but the barn's higher and it's right next to the house. Anyway, conversation. <sighs> no, I th- I know, what, conversation okay, for another time. Okay, okay. We'll look into it. I agree. We'll look into it. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh it's like, God. I just... <sighs> I almost feel like if people would take the time, especially when they have people counting on them, like if you're looking for motivation to like keep yourself in shape, it's like, you got to remember that like there's, there's stuff that could go wrong and you want to be physically fit enough to, you know, protect yourself, your loved ones, what have you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know. It just frustrates me. Like, I just feel like, people more broadly are just kind of like easing into this just complacency. Like Mm. everything comes so easy. Money just seems to come from the government. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not trying to make this political, but I just mean, it's like, Oh, just someone's looking out for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm protected. Like that stuff doesn't really happen anymore. Like it happens more than ever. (sighs) And you just like, think it's not going to happen to me. That's true. Yeah. There's some psychological and it must be like we operate that way so that we can get through the day. Cause if you mm-hmm. took in all the crazy shit that happens in the world, you'd be like, Oh, I'm not leaving my bed. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's yeah. Like, so I think, you know, here's, here's one of the reasons I think I think about that. Like I was a history major in college mm-hmm. and one of my favorite time periods to learn about was world war II. Cause it was just like mobilized the entire globe. What was happening was insane, you know, and you look around today and you're like, well, that could never happen again. Hmm. You know, like no one's going to come to your door and kick you out of your house or, and God willing never does. Um, but then I stop and think, I'm like, man, world war two, like that was the 1940s. Like there's people still walking around today who are alive when that happened. Mm -hmm. They were like, no, that was my lifetime. I was maybe just fortunate. I lived in a specific geography where I was unaffected by that. Mm -hmm. You know, likewise, I mean, look what's happened on the other side of the planet. Like, I mean, there's some crazy stuff going on in like the Middle East, Africa, like 
there's a lot of instability. Yeah. So I don't mean for this to be a doomsday podcast. I'm just saying like, you know, yeah, people need, I feel like people need to wake up a little bit and be like, look, like to live a well-rounded life. I think you want to be physically healthy, but I also think a component of that, that maybe people should address a little bit more is like, you'd need to be able to protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's like never, <sighs> never something anyone talks about. I know. Well, we're always caught up in all like the vein shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instagram. I mean, don't even get me started. Now I'm going to really get on my soapbox. <laughs> it's like how many people need to like have a, have butt implants and calf implants. I know it's crazy. Now here's a twisted thought. Maybe subconsciously, like the people who get calf implants, they're like, oh, I'm going to project strength. Like for them, like on the surface, you're like, oh, well, like yeah. they're vain or they're insecure. But like maybe deep down, it's like, oh, well, there's a huge glaring weakness that I see. Maybe if I fix this, I'll look. Yeah. Maybe that's probably part of it for some people. Yeah. Or maybe they just want sweet calves and they don't want to work for them. I don't know. Calf implants are a very strange thing. People get them. I know. People get peck implants too. Yeah. Ugh. But, you know, <sighs> now that I'm talking about this, I'm like, are people like, Jesus, Ken, like we came here for some, like some uplifting, like fitness <laughs> advice and now you're kind of bumming me out. But like, this is how I think. Like, yeah. I think about this with finances. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you protect from the downside? That doesn't mean like, I'm probably more risk, ad- not risk averse. Like I'm probably willing to take on more risk than the average person. Like, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But I'm constantly thinking like, well, how could this go wrong? Yeah. How do I hedge against this? Like, where is the area of opportunity if such and such happens? Right. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like I'm seeing more broadly this mindset of like, oh, it's everything goes up. I can't go wrong. Oh, what could, you know? Yeah. I feel like if you listen to this, people need to check themselves a little bit. Yeah. And be like, am I prepared? If I got in a fight at a bar, could I protect myself? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the police might come and arrest the guy, but that might be after he knocks you out cold. Yeah. Like this is the sort of stuff that goes through my head. <laughs> it's because you've gotten a lot of bark <laughs> back in your day. That's true. But I'll, I'll also say like, I am as, what is the word? Averse to confrontation. Maybe it's anybody. I really yeah, don't you're like. you're very averse to it. I really don't like confrontation. No. I, like I'm pretty amicable and I'll actually put up with a lot. Yeah. And especially now, cause I'm just like, again, that risk profile, w- way more risk in a bar fight than there ever is a benefit. Almost oh, yeah. no benefit. Yeah. Almost every time. And when I look back Surprise. at some of this, these times, I just cringe. I'm like, oh, I mm-hmm. can't believe I even put myself in such a situation. Or I put you there. Yeah. That's another, that's another story for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Here's another great example. And I think, you know, for some people, they're going to listen to this and they're going to check out and they're going to be like, nope, brain doesn't operate that way. I think you're pretty ridiculous and you're kind of bumming me out. Mm-hmm. But for some people, they're like, oh man, like I kind of get that. Like I've been in a situation where I felt uncomfortable, you know, and like when that time comes, you hope it never comes. You hope you're ready. Yeah. Like here's a really recent example, right? We have a boxing bag. Yep. I love to box. It's an awesome workout. I am just as likely, oh, are those blue cheese olives? <gasps> I feel like this is going to be a long story. So I was like, I'm going to, I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> am I talking too much? No, I'm, I mean, it's like I'm at the theater. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, actually, that would be a great theater snack. Mm-hmm. Note to self. <laughs> um, boxing. 
I love a boxing workout class as much as anybody, right? In New York, we had Rumble. What was the other one? Shadow Box. I mean, there's no shortage of these things now. They're great and they're a lot of fun, fantastic workout. I'm all for it. My brain is also like, I am training for hopefully the time that never comes, but the one time that I actually have to throw a punch, I'm training so that it lands. Yeah. Like initially I was using the boxing gloves that you got me, which thank you. They're amazing. But I was like, you know what? I can't really tell if I'm like connecting. I can't really tell if I'm like striking with the right part of my hand. So I went out and got like some MMA gloves because <laughs> I was like, I need a little less padding because like I want to train myself. So it, God forbid I ever have to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's instinctual. Like I don't miss. Yeah. Because my mind, I'm like, I'm never, if I never got in a conflict again, if I never got in a fight, amazing. I hope my boys never get in a fight. Yeah, me too. That's why I also don't want to grandize these crazy fucking stories from when I was younger. Like I probably won't even let them listen to this, <laughs> but I'm like, I don't ever want that either. Someone, someone gets hurt. Right. And generally like, I do think the most of people, and you don't want to hurt anybody, but yeah. God forbid. And, and you know, Jason Kalipa actually kind of talked about this with me now that I remember it's like, mm, but you want to be prepared for the one time that happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you don't you do. want to be unprepared the one time that you have to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. I know. What are you thinking? No, I'm thinking it's like, it feels like a very male problem, but it's also like for women, that's a scary thought. Like having like women who get mugged or worse, <sighs> like being able to defend yourself. And that makes me like, that makes you think I should take like a karate class or something. We got to get you in some karate. No, I'm so that is a sort of stuff that worries me. Mm-hmm. Like New York city, pretty safe. Yeah, I was chased by a homeless man at like two in the morning once. And That's what I'm no saying. No one on the streets. I don't and even what I've done. I don't even need to ask someone outside this podcast. <laughs> the only reason if any you didn't catch me because I was faster than him. That's a good point too. And so I meant to say that, right? You either need to be, you either need to have like strength as a skill. You either need to have self-defense <laughs> or fighting as a skill, or you yeah. need to be able to run. Yeah. Like and I was like zigzagging all over the street. It was crazy. All right. Actually, tell this story really quick. I was, I, it was when we were living out here Yeah. and we're, I, I went back to New York and I stayed in our apartment. Mm-hmm. You were here with the kids for a girlfriend's birthday party. Yep. And I was going home. I was by myself and you were not upstairs. So I like our door, our we lived on a street that was um, a pedestrian only street and our doorman after 12 on week on every night of the week would lock the door when he wasn't down there. Like when he like went to the bathroom or whatever. Right. Yeah. Cause so it's a yeah, doorman building doesn't want people yeah. to get in, especially late at night. Yeah. So I guess he had taken a bathroom break or whatever. So I'm walking back. I'm almost there and this homeless man. I notice he's following me and then I like keep on turning around and looking at him and he starts like running at me. So I start running too and I go, I get to the door and I like go to open it because he's like 30 feet behind me and it's locked and there's no one in there. And so I'm like, shit. So I had to like run away from the door back out into the street and I'm like zigzagging away from this guy who's like screaming profanities at me and saying like disgusting things. there's no one around. There's no one around. And then this girl comes downstairs from our building and sees me. And then unlocks the door and I like see her. She like yells for me to run over because she sees what's happening. So I like sprinted over and got into the building and we locked the door. And the guy was like 
right on my tail. It was terrifying. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, and I bet you everyone listening almost to a person is going to be like, Oh, you know, well, I had a crazy, this happened to me in college. Yeah. I was drunk one night in a city and I got lost in the wrong area and like felt really uncomfortable. I mean, I've had a bunch of buddies get mugged. Yeah. You know? So I think by and large people are good. I do believe that. Yeah. Um, I do too. But I also think like you can't sugarcoat it and not be prepared for when stuff goes sideways, mm-hmm. you know? And that's the other thing I was going to say too. Like, I don't have this like macho perspective. Like I'm going to fight my way out of everything. Uh, at this point in my life, I would do everything to avoid a fight because mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to happen. I know, especially with kids and oh, kids, guns. You, you you pick a fight with one of these retired UFC guys. Can and I don't tell know a story it? about my college friend? And oh yeah, please. So I had a friend in college. He graduated the year before me. I was a senior and we got a call that he had been, he moved to Philly um, after he graduated. So we got a call that he had been shot five times. Was he, wait, was he in college? He was out of college. Oh, he was he out just of college, graduated. but he was in Philly. But anyway, so he's, so he's in Philly going out at night and he's with a group of guys and he started doing pull-ups on scaffolding and like, some like, like young guys will do like just being idiots. Yep. And some guy started talking smack to him and they got into like a altercation, just like yelling at each other, these two groups of guys. And one of the guys in my friend's group, uh, like kind of was getting aggressive. Nobody like laid hands on anyone yet, Yeah. but he like went to like lay hands on this guy uh, on like one of the other guys. Yeah. Sorry. I'm like doing a great job telling this story. No, but anyway, my friend stepped in front of his, fr- oh, so then the guy pulled a gun. Right. He was like a, he was a law student from Temple, but he pulled a gun on this group of guys and my friend stepped in front of his friend to protect him and he got shot five times. Yeah. He survived, thank God. And it like really changed his life. But he, like this kid who looked like just like a scrawny, normal person pulled out a gun and shot them. Yeah. <sighs> and he was a law student. Crazy. But like, you never know who's carrying a gun, who's like. Yeah, you just don't has know. Has nothing to lose, you know? Yeah. You don't know. Like, you can't control for everything, but yeah. you got to prepare. Like, I'll, here's an example. If I got trapped in a room with, say, Thor, and yeah. I had done something to piss him off. Like the real Thor or like the actor that plays Thor? Oh, Thor, like the world's strongest man, Thor. Oh, I thought, I thought you were talking about Thor Rengrock. <laughs> Thor. <laughs> with Mr. <laughs> Mystical Chris Hemsworth. I was like, like with, did he have his hammer? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's no getting away from that. We all know that. No, but like, I'm going to run in that situation. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. like, you got to have the ability to either get away, defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the conversation, like who would win in a you fight. You easily outrun Thor, the weightlifting guy. No question. Yeah. Because <laughs> I keep it tight. <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like to keep my body spry. Mm-hmm. I also like to show up to softball and be able to book it down the first base and you know what I mean? Beat out a grounder. Like yeah. I like doing that stuff, but I'm also in the back of my mind. Like, you know, I got young kids around here. Like, I don't know what, uh, sort of freaking hijinks they're going to pull or what they're going to get themselves into. Like I, know. I need to be able to do something physically. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's a scary thought. It's a scary thought. So I don't remember where I was going with that. But my point being, mm-hmm. I feel, I, I just hope people, like, you don't need to walk around thinking about this all day. You don't need to be like me, right? <laughs> I'll carry, I'll carry that burden for most of you. 
However, I do think it's worth recognizing, like, you know what? If you need some motivation to take better care of yourself, like, I don't know, that might be a little bit of a motivator. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I think not all, but I think a lot of people are so dependent on other people. Like, it actually scares me. Yeah. You know, so like, true. I'm like, God, like, you know, the power grid went out in Texas, what, a couple a month ago? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I guarantee you there was a lot of people who never thought about what do I do if my power's out? Like for an extended amount of time. Because it's just so easy. It's just on. Like, the grid just works. Like, why would I ever need to? No, like, this shit happens. I know. Take a little preparation, people. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Very frustrated. We are, we're prepared for power outages. <laughs> yeah, mostly. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say, look, I even like, you know, to be fair, like there's some blind spots that I want to address. Mm-hmm. Right. I love, I love talking to these guys who do like Brazilian jujitsu. I just think, it, you know, everything about it, like the discipline, it's so technical. Like it truly is like an art or a skill that they're mastering. Like those things to me are very interesting and I would love to get into that. And I know you got me a lesson. Mm-hmm. I need to do it. We're going to prioritize that. But to me, I'm like, that's a, just, again, a good life skill to have. Yeah. You know, God, I forbid, know it is. you get in a situation where like you're grappling with someone, you at least want to know how to defend yourself. Yeah. Right. I'm not. And I also think too, after this, I'm going to start looking into self-defense lessons. Yes. Or like instructors that could like, you know what? Motivation. If I could just motivate you, that would, that, this whole episode would be worth it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to no, seriously, I'm doing that today. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just think too, you know, looking at it through that lens, like the people who do Brazilian jujitsu, I would have to imagine now I'm making some assumptions, but I almost feel like those are the people who are actually less inclined to get in a fight. Yeah, totally. Because they're like, I understand what's on the line. Like, I understand what could actually happen. Like I, I, how badly I could hurt someone or how bad someone mm-hmm. could hurt me. I'm glad I have the skill set. I appreciate the mastery it took. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't need to go out and fight and like beat my chest and do all this egotistical stuff that like a lot of young guys do. And I get yeah. it. Like they're just walking freaking hormones. Yeah. They're giant hormones walking around and they just don't know where to fucking what, what to do with it. Yeah, totally. <sighs> This is the sort of stuff that goes on in my head. Uh, to be you. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you want to know, actually, I think what sent me down this road. Did I do something? We had a couple good friends over uh-huh. this last weekend, which was fantastic. What's up, Will? What's up, Haley? Buck, Carly. And uh, my buddy Buck asked me, I can't remember what he even asked, but it was something to the effect of like, you know, oh, are you just constantly worried about having to protect everyone and everything here like kind of joking yeah and i was like but probably because buck thinks like you too yeah yeah and i was like uh yeah i was like actually <laughs> all the time <laughs> <laughs> i was like do you want to see what my nighttime routine is i go check every door i check every window make sure it's latched tight and i yeah. make sure that like because people come in our house and we've had like a lot of shit going on here mm-hmm. my mind and they're all wonderful yeah. But like, I don't trust, we don't know them. I don't trust anyone implicitly. I just on principle, I don't. Yeah. Right. Like you have to earn that. I will give you every benefit of the doubt and an opportunity, mm-hmm. but I don't 
trust anyone. I'm like, you got to be responsible for yourself because no, no one else is coming for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and now being like the head of the household, just, and I don't mean that in like a chauvinistic way, but I mean like, look, like I'm the bigger of the two parents that live here. <laughs> yeah. So like normally if something goes wrong, it falls on my shoulders to address it. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't trust anyone. <laughs> yeah. If, okay. If, go ahead. Do your nightly routine. Oh, did I not say it yet? <laughs> no. Well, I mean here, where to begin? I, I check every door. Mm-hmm. Right. I said, oh, oh no, no. Yeah. You said that, but, but, but he, he's always afraid that someone will have like unlocked a window somewhere oh, obscure yeah. and then like let themselves in later. Yeah. Or like, like someone who's like coming to fix like the AC or whatever. Or yeah. Or calls and the AC is not a great example because I love our AC. Guy. Oh yeah. That's true. That's if true. he's listening. Yeah. We're big fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, exactly. Like, I don't know. Like I am just going to take every opportunity to like limit that downside. Yeah. You know? And it just, it, it, it baffles me. Like <laughs> the people who don't lock their car. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, nothing's ever happened. I'm like, well, yeah, yet. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like at least make it a little difficult for them. I know. You know what I mean? I know. It used to worry me a lot more when you were traveling a lot, but yeah. now that you don't really have to travel. Oh, yeah, I don't like about it. I don't like traveling with the kids being so young. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. Like, I like it if I'm gone and you can go to like, say with your parents, I'm like, okay. Like her dad is also a nut job like <laughs> myself. And like, uh, God help the person who walks into that household because they're probably not walking out. Like, you yeah, know what no. I mean? I have no concerns when you're over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like, you know, stuff happens. I know. And every time something happens, you're out of town. Every, every time. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been some scary stuff that's happened. Yeah. So I'm like, well, can't leave this house. <laughs> also, you know, it's so weird to me. I don't even want to like let people know how really crazy I am. <laughs> but ahead. like, it's, it's so strange to me that like people are like, oh, hey, this guy's coming over to fix the plumbing. And it's just like, yeah, we're just going to let this man into our house. You know what I mean? And I'm always like, shouldn't we be a little bit worried that like the wife is at home and there's a plumber in and we don't know anything about him? Yeah. And he's now like, you were just letting him into the castle without like any check. I don't know if he's a former criminal. I don't know if he's done violent crimes in the past. I know. So I'm like, I don't want anyone here if I'm not here. On top of that, if they are here, they're going to know that I'm here. I know. Do you know what I mean? And they're going to know exactly how big I am. (laughs) They're going to know exactly how fucking crazy I am because I'm probably going to come up and like (laughs) just kind of give a little bit like, hey, you know, what's going on, man? Like, what what are you doing? What? Like, ugh, not coming back to this house. That's why I like it. Yeah, I prefer it that way too. Yeah. I don't know. Is that too much? <laughs> no. I uh, think more people should be like that. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, folks, forget how this even started. <laughs> but here's what I'm saying. I think, you know, if if you're thinking about your fitness and you have goals, awesome. If it motivates you to live a healthier life, even better. Mm-hmm. Like, don't lose sight of the fact that like a big piece of that is just like being able to like take care of yourself in all the crazy situations that life could throw at you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I feel like so many people work out for just like vanity. Yeah. Which I get too. Like, I, you know, I'm much less vain now than I was when I was younger. Like, 
Yeah. I also was like an 18 year old male who was a freshman in college. <laughs> um, but no, I'm just like, man, like there's like a real like utility here. Yeah. People need to pay attention to it. Yeah, they totally do. Okay. Did I say enough? I think you've gotten your point across. Should I start talking about the economy and inflation? Inflation. <laughs> Please don't. And all the ways that, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the AI and uh, autonomous vehicles are just going to replace. No, that, don't do okay. that. Yeah, not today. Spread enough doom and gloom for the day. <sighs> yeah, I got. hope that didn't get too dark. No, it was okay. <laughs> just wake up, people. They're coming for you. <laughs> um, on that note, though. Mm-hmm. For people still listening, we're kind of thinking about maybe broadening the scope of the show a little bit. Yeah. Another thing that's come out. Of, we're just going to do this from now on. We're just, yeah. I'm just going to give my hardcore survival tips <laughs> um, every week. <laughs> Next week, we're talking about uh, stockpiling. Um, no, but so something else is, you know, now that my immediate goal of like, you know, at, at one point like that decathlon and then the pull up world record, which I'm still training for, but June mm-hmm. was brutal. So I've, I've, my workouts haven't been as great. Um, I'm interested in a lot of other things beyond just kind of fitness. And I think we've already started to dive into that. Like I love the episode with the longevity expert. Mm-hmm. I love some of the conversations we've had about mental health. Um, you know, a lot of those things all fall under, I think like the buck, you know, the, the broader, like scope of fitness. But mm-hmm. I do think there's a lot of other conversations that like I'm, and we are constantly thinking about that. I'm like, man, we should like bring that in. Yeah. You know, it's not like these people are just listening and living in a bubble where all they care about is fitness. Right. Um, so yeah, so we're going to start broadening it out. Interesting folks, authors, entrepreneurs, investors, um, I got to think about how we do that. Cause I don't want to just like completely do a 180 on people, but yeah. if you're listening and you have some thoughts either way, let me know. Um, they can always just not listen. That's true. You can just skip and just skip <laughs> if you have to. We don't want you to, but you can. Yeah. You maybe really press play to. for like five minutes. Juice my numbers a little bit. If you don't mind, <laughs> do me a solid. <laughs> Thanks guys. And then, you know, just go back onto your day. Yeah. Listen about push ups somewhere else. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, um, I feel like I did a fair amount of talking here. Yeah, you did. Anything you would like to share now that I'm uh, calming down? <laughs> oh my gosh. Like any topic I want? I don't know. Just any, you know, parting thoughts. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing I've taken away from this is today I'm going to look into finding someone who can teach me self-defense. I think that's great. Yeah. I also think it's great for our kids, especially our daughter. I know. I wonder to get, get her into karate because it would be so cute too. You know what else I think has set me off this path and made me feel like I want to like talk about this? What? Do you remember in the last episode, Dr. Donwood, I mean, I know we talked about it. We don't have to go into it, but um, talking about like what he believes is the accurate percentage of people who've been like sexually abused yeah. or assaulted. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, whoa. You know, I, I think sometimes I take for granted... Um, how often something like that could actually happen because one, I'm a male, um, you know, and two, my parents watch me like a hawk, but three, like, I'm also like, you know, I'm just a bigger person. Right. So like, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, normally one of the bigger people in a room. So like, I never feel like physically inferior or like at risk, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe people who like advocate for 
I don't know. So I feel like maybe I didn't appreciate, but that like really kind of made me like take a step back. Um, and then talking to you and talking to some other folks like, Oh my God, like this is like a, you know, not that I didn't know it was a real issue, but I didn't know it was so prevalent. Yeah. It was just, I think you just kind of put my guard up thinking about our kids. Yeah. It's like, man, makes makes you think like you like to think people are good, but there's so many bad people, like so many. Yeah. And I was just like, man, like I want them to be able to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, just all the shit you worry about as a parent. Yeah. All the reasons that you do watch your kid like a hawk, Mm -hmm. you know, because you just know like there's bad actors out there. Yeah. I know. It's scary. (sighs) Okay. Um, we can wrap this up. Your plants look great in here. Yeah, they're doing well. Good job. I stay on top of them. Yeah, they've grown a lot. It's great for the air quality. It's been a while since I've been up here. It's probably been yeah. It's been a while. Been about a month. Been about a month. They've grown. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um. All right. We can wrap it up there. Okay. Um. I hope you can have a good day after this. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. Uh, Get in there, folks. Do some exercise. Strength training. Learn Krav Maga. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Well, let's, let's wrap this up. Let me know what you thought about this one and let me know what you think about us broadening the show. It might happen either way, no matter what you say, but, uh, I will, (laughs) I will listen. I will take it into account. And, uh, Ooh, especially if you have someone who's interesting that you'd like me to talk to. I I love those emails. Yeah. Some of our best conversations come from that. The Dr. Don Wood conversation came from someone, uh, recommending that he come on the show. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. He was great. Yeah, he was awesome. I felt like I learned a lot. We've got a our lot daughter of always feedback. references him. I know. Yeah. I could not believe that. I know. <laughs> All right, let me wrap it up. She's like six. So. She's six. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Um, more to come. We appreciate you listening, and we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.